and welcome to These Amazing Places podcast. This is show number 223 for the week of August 13th, 2012. Welcome, everybody. And as you can tell, I am covering from, I'm coming from Skype, and we're really not that far away. We're still in the same town, but we decided to try Skype this week. So here I am, digital. Uh, I think Roy is over there somewhere, and Doug's in the studio. Hey, good. I was going to say, say hi, Roy. Waving my hand, do you see me? <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. Um, this week we are going to be uh, handling or talking about um, a lot of news. There's a lot of news that's come out, and we're also going to be uh, uh, featuring uh, a long discussion, I hope, on technology, technology in the parks and outside of the parks. Uh, there's a lot of news and a lot of information, a lot of new stuff that's come out just this week alone. But we're going to cover some stuff that's been around and some stuff that's going to be around. So. Uh, that's what we're doing this week, and we'll be right back. We went All right, everybody, uh, we're back, and uh, let's see here. First of all, we're going to start off with a lot of news this week. Um, uh, first, we're going to just jump right into the Fantasyland updates. Uh, finally, some dates have come out as to when Fantasyland uh, is going to begin to open. Finally, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> of course, it's you know not within the time when my annual pass is uh, still good, but anyway, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to show my disgruntled. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. So they said today we're thrilled to announce uh, in in Walt Disney World's and Disney's, I should say, uh, announcement. They said that they were thrilled to announce the grand opening of the new Fantasyland will take place on December sixth, two thousand twelve. Attractions included in this opening are Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, Be Our Guest Restaurant, Enchanted Tales with Belle, Ariel's Grotto. Gaston's Tavern, and Bonjour Village and Gifts. Uh, previews of these attractions will start November 19th. And I know that there's also uh, an AP-only uh, attraction week, I think, that they're going to have, or uh, a couple days or something, sometime early, I think, in November, uh, you know, when I won't be able to be there. So. Yeah. <laughs> very, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So very cool, though, because... <laughs> It's finally there, and they gave us a date, and before it was just like a holiday. Oh, it's in the holiday season. Good luck. And now, uh, what is it? 90% of it will be open until the, you, there's just two more attractions left after yeah, this. So what else is there? The mine train, and what else? Other than what we're looking at there. Princess Fairy Tale Hall. Okay. So technically, a lot of it, okay, we have a restaurant. The Enchanted Tales with Belle, what is that? That's like uh, it's like a uh, story time with Belle. They had it next to the castle and they took it away. Okay. They kind of I think they moved it back back there, and I'm not sure if it's going to be kind of like a, a character thing where they have um, what's that called? Ariel. Well, Ariel's Grotto's there, so it's like a meet like, and greet. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes, but but she would read stories, so yeah. Yeah, it's a story time deal. You know, they had it. It was it down there by the Cosmic Rays or something down there by the castle. It was like a little, little area where they would tell stories. Okay, and then Ariel's Grotto is—is is that the meet and greet? 
Well, they, they used to have that. They actually tore it down. It's, um, let's see. I'm not sure if it was around. Roy, maybe you remember. Do you know if it was around when 20,000 Leagues was there? It was. Well, okay. well, it was there when the, when the water was still there. Oh, really? I'm trying to yeah. think. I know we were back there, but I, I I don't know if the ride was still running. I don't I don't think the ride was running. Okay, and then so, um, yeah. And anyway, they tore it down when they did the Fantasyland expansion, so they're just putting it somewhere else now. Uh, okay, somewhere. And I so guess. then we also have Gaston's Tavern, which is you think it's like a counter service, or what is that? Really? Yeah. The only thing I know is it's obviously from uh, Beauty and the Beast, but I guess it's it's like. I'm not sure. I have to read more into it, but I thought it was something like you could go inside and see all this decor of Gaston where he, he killed a deer. And, you know, Gaston's like this big burly guy who's like done all these things from hunting and whatnot. And so you can like actually go inside and check it out. And I'm not sure if it actually leads into another place or if it's just that's what it is, just that itself. But anyway. Okay. Um, well, that's, I mean, it covers a lot of that. So, well, so it's actually it's actually opening. It's I just can't imagine how um, busy it's going to be in that place uh, in December. Can you imagine? Oh, I mean, holy cow! Yeah, it's bad enough all in the Magic Kingdom time. in December. So to yeah. throw this in, yeah. So I tell you what, I tell you what, though, the number of people might have increased now of how many the parks can hold. Which is probably a good thing around Christmas since they close it down a lot. So can you imagine though? You won't be able to move in this area. <laughs> I mean, really, it's going to be like shoulder to shoulder. But you know what? I bet the line for Splash Mountain will be manageable. Oh, you know what? That's true. You know, Big Thunder Mountain. Actually, the rest of the park. It'll probably yeah. be like um, Islands of Adventure was uh, Adam when we were over there. Yeah, everyone was at Harry Potter, and every you know everything else is open. So yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe not as bad as uh as uh Jurassic Park was when we were over there that morning, but oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hey, uh, one thing I want to mention before we move on to the next news item, um, it's interesting. I I first found this news on the Disney blog, and it is very interesting how they put in quotations. Don't forget, in 2014, the new Disney mountain in the form of the Seven Dwarves Mine Train, because they kind of all already said. I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Alex was all about the triple mountain thing that was like on the in the hotel rooms at Disney World. Well, now they have another mountain, so that's four mountains in uh, Magic Kingdom. That's kind of crazy. That's cool. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how big it is. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really catch that. Okay, so uh, all right, next we're going to move on to um, new military deals. Um, Adam, you want to tackle some of this? Sure. All right, so basically Disney really gives a good discount to anybody that is in the military, and this is actually active and retired U.S. military, including active and retired members of the United States Coast Guard, National Guard, and Reservists, or their spouses, and you can purchase tickets for traveling beginning October 1st. It's a really good deal. Four-day uh, promotional tickets with Park Hopper for $156. Uh, you can do up to the... Water Park of Fun with more option, and you can even do the entire shebang, which is Park Hopper, Water Parks, and Fun, and more options for $184 each. Um, that is at Walt Disney World, and it is valid August 17th, 2012 through September 25th, 2013. There are some blackout dates. Pay attention to those. Uh, we're not going to announce them. There's a bunch of stuff in there. And then they also have something going on in Disneyland that's similar same dates, actually, well, close, August 17th through 
September 26th, and it is a three-day park hopper for $125. So uh, same same thing applies, active and retired U.S. military. And um, Roy Shades of Green is basically always discounted, isn't it? Um, for military, I, I, I should think, say. I think it is because that's, that's active. Is that active and retired? Yeah, I believe military? so. Yeah. It's for yeah, veteran can, veteran status. You can't even book that, can you? No. Not unless you're a veteran or military status. Well, what I'm saying is like MEI travel, like Roy as a travel agent, can you book that for them? I believe I could, yeah. Yeah, they just have okay. to verify that you know, they, they are active military or retired military. Okay. So that is available for them even though you know, they don't have to work individually to, to deal with it. They can figure it out and go from there. Yeah. Right. Cool. Okay, next, we're going to jump into just a little bit uh, before we get into the feature of some of the stuff that we'll actually be expounding on even more in the feature, but it's stuff that's just come out this week. And one of those things is the uh, new Disney app. It's called uh, My Disney Experience. It kind of has taken up from the uh, mobile app, wasn't it? The Disney mobile app that was out before. Yeah, but yeah. this one is man. This one's really nice, actually. Um, well, I, I, and, and they're 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 doing it in conjunction with the Wi-Fi. Right. Exactly. Which was yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we'll jump into that too. That yeah, that technically they have uh, uh, cast free wireless into the Magic Kingdom only. They're saying it'll be in all four parks by the I believe by twenty thirteen. Okay. So I think, I think I, early twenty thirteen. So I think it's right around the corner. Right. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna ask. Is this app even available right now to download? Yeah, it is available for iPhone, right, Roy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're laughing, but oh, I'm uh, having fun with Roy. Does Thank it really it. matter? If, like right now, okay. We'll talk about it later because it's technology yeah. in use right now. It. You know the Verizon, what? The Verizon Mobile Magic is available now. Obviously, it's special when you get into the park. What's no, this one like? No, my compared? my Disney. If you look it up, my Disney experience, I've already downloaded it. It's out there, and it's available now. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is it the same in the park and at home? Or Yeah, it is. It, yeah, it actually doesn't matter whether you're at home or whether you're in the park. It actually picks up more stuff when you're in the park, but it still gives okay. you a lot of information where the other one would not if you weren't in the park. Okay, so it's like GPS-enabled <laughs> and similar to the Mobile Magic. Correct. Okay. Yeah, okay. just a lot more features and stuff in it. Sure. Yeah, the wireless in the Magic Kingdom, that'll be pretty insane, and maybe it'll help increase. I heard on another podcast of the fact that people weren't really, they didn't really care about the uh, the castle show where you're getting pictures of yourself on the castle and stuff. Um, yeah. And I wonder if this to help with that so that people can, you know. Well, you know what, stuff. too? Um, all of the uh, data plan providers are going to tiered systems. I mean, you're already on one now, right, Adam? Yeah. And, Roy, you're probably not. Right. I'm not. I, okay. have, I, have, I have an Android. I right. have an Android phone on Sprint. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I can't get the app, but I have data. Well, supposedly everyone at some point, all the carriers are supposed to go to tiered data plans, which is going to make it pretty hard to do a lot of stuff from the parks if you're on limited data. So maybe this is kind of the way too. Um. Yeah. Also, well, you know what? Yeah, I don't want to get too far into the wireless because we're going to talk about it more. Um, anyway, so I also just wanted to throw out there, and I guess it's it's news, but it's not news, that when I'm in the parks on September the 2nd, that evening, I'm uh, going to be broadcast. I'm going to try to broadcast Eliminations live on that night. That'll be a Sunday night, September 2nd. So, And I may fall asleep behind my phone, and they'll have to carry me out of the park. But 
Anyway. All right. You better have a charge by that time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I will. I just won't use it that much on my way through. So, and I can go and find my trusty little outlet there and and uh as long as the cleaning guy is not by it this time in Epcot. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Well, that's it for the news. Unless you guys have something more you want to offer. Nope, I'm ready. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, we shall be back. We're back. All right. Uh, let's see here, everybody. We're just going to tackle all this uh, new technology in the parks and in the resorts and all over the place within the Walt Disney World bubble that uh, we can. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, actually what we just kind of finished with. Well, maybe not. We're going to start off with they've spun wireless now. Uh, this is a little bit old now, but they've spun wireless out into all of the resorts. That even includes the value resorts. Um, I had a chance to test it the last time I was down there. Um, it's good if you're just checking email and uh, doing simple things like that. You're not really going to going to want to try to uh, um, surf the net or do a lot of like video or audio stuff where you're streaming a large amount of data over it. Um, usually, what happens is it drops when you're doing that kind of stuff. But it's hey, there. Um, I, I was just wondering one thing. You know, I was thinking about. Um, the fact, okay, I, I work in IT somewhat, and I know how things work, and I could almost imagine, I bet the, Disney wants to get this wireless stuff out there so they can do, you know, they can give you the opportunity to post their web stuff so that it'll get posted to their websites. Yeah. Well, I wonder you know. if there might be some kind of, yeah, I wonder if there might be some kind of a server on property that the wireless is connected to that is a more direct feed as opposed to going to all these external sites like Flickr and Facebook and, you know, all this other stuff. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so they so kind of I'm wrap it into one package. The to them might be a lot quicker than yep. the other stuff. And I don't, I'm just curious, you know, because they probably have less issues going to those kinds of things. So. Well, you, you're going to have, you know, anytime you get on these Wi-Fi, you have to agree to their terms. And data mining. I bet, I bet their terms are going to be that stuff's going to flow through their <laughs> network. They'll have the right to use some of that information. Yeah, they're so going to mine. What this is really all about is is the next gen fast pass. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, plus so. think about this. I mean, they can data mine where you're from and everything just by the device that you're using, and use yeah. that as a marketing tool, not just I, you I can't specifically. Wait somebody reads word for word the agreement that you're agreeing to when you use their Wi-Fi. That, that should oh. be interesting. How about if I bring that up? I'll, I'll try to get screenshots of it and send it in to you yeah. guys when I'm down there. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah. That, yeah, that might be an interesting topic. I mean, like a lot of places have it now. I think of right now Bob Evans. If you go to Bob Evans and you want to use their Wi-Fi, you accept the terms and it pretty much just says, I'm not going to hack your network and I'm not going to do malicious send malicious software to you know there's a lot of things that technology could do where you can actually like set up fake stuff and like steal from people around you on the wi-fi that's kind of what most of the agreements say that you know you agree to this but yeah i'm curious if disney has more than that i i'd, I'd be willing to bet you a nickel that it's going to be pretty uh interesting verbiage 
Well, you know yeah. too, Adam. I mean, think about this: the amount of push notifications and stuff that you can do. Oh yeah. I mean, it actually could be, it could be great too for the um, uh, for the person using it. I mean, they could push notifications out to you that state uh, like the um, lines or wait time, standby wait time right now at uh, Space Mountain is only ten minutes. They yep. could do that kind of stuff for you. They could do a lot of stuff. I mean, give you specials of the day and. It's, well, it's a good marketing tool for them. I know this is crazy, but they could even go to the extent, uh, now that the Magic Kingdom is getting wireless, they could go to the extent where they no longer have to hand out a fast pass like token like what they're doing with the Dumbo ride where you got to stay in that area. Right. They could, they could essentially just put it on your phone yep. or somehow notify you through your phone. So it saves them time and energy giving out tokens and stuff that's their property and, you know, losing them and all that other stuff when it's just on your mobile device. Yeah, so, I see this just being endless as far yeah. as what they can do with it. Well, just, just think about sitting in your room the night before or the morning of and, and planning out your day to some degree and reserving some times on, you know, Toy Story Mania and whatever, you know, hey. and then... Uh, you don't you don't have to rush in and go to the fast pass so people aren't running through the parks they're maybe they'll go shopping you know instead of running well because you know yeah your day is kind of scheduled yeah and if you want to break away from that then great go go ahead and do it but the thing is, is at least if you don't want to you know let's say you know what yeah you you want to do a long dinner in the evening and so you want to try to get in all the rides you can during the morning and afternoon well you schedule your fast passes and stuff and you're gonna you're gonna know what you're capable of doing. Yeah. Exactly. I would also love to be able to, I think right now, Hollywood studios and watching, um, fanta uh, fantastic. I do not want to sit there for an hour and a half waiting for a phantasm. Yeah, I would love <laughs> if the app allowed me to send stay, you know, 15 minutes before showtime, I go and sit down, you know, something mm -hmm. like that. Really? That'd be nice. That's uh yeah that's exactly that was uh Tara's sentiment my wife too that she yeah I think we waited an hour and a half the last time to go in and she said she doesn't want to do that again plus it was just us if we would have had you know the grandbaby with us and stuff she's obviously not going to want to stand around for two hours yeah I wonder why they don't do that anyway that they don't just issue passes for a Vantasmic. You know, you go with your tickets and you get your Fantasmic ticket. Well, what is it? They do it for World of Color. They issue fast passes. They're not technically a fast pass, but they're a ticket. Well, yeah. How did, I, doesn't is, don't they do that because the space is limited and they can't put right. people in or something? But you yeah. think they could they could schedule the time you come for your seat? You know, okay, you come between you know seven and seven ten. You come between seven ten and seven twenty. You know, I don't know that. Well, I tell you how they do it in um, uh, World of Color in Disneyland is they give you like a blue zone or a green zone, uh -huh. and if you get there a little earlier, then you're going to get a better seat within that zone. If you get there a little later, then you're still in yeah. that zone. Yeah, yeah, or that, yeah, a, a, a specified seating area. But and then, and then once wait. the fast passes are out, don't have to wait. You just go. You know, yeah. You, the, the, no, it's a great idea. You got the dining package. That they're making money on yep. for just that thing. So when they tried that in Disneyland, they tried doing a dining package. I think it's still there. You can buy it, which gets you it gets you up closer. But a lot of people have said there it gets you up closer and also gets you uh, soaking wet. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's completely you know what you want to do. But. Okay. Huh.
Well, well we kind of jumped. I was gonna say we jumped into the future of yeah. stuff, which is later on in our notes here. But yeah. Yeah. If you want to go back, Doug, go ahead. Yeah. Let's find. Uh, let's go back, and we will. Okay, we've talked quite a bit now about wireless in the parks. So let's go into. We talked a little bit about the mobile apps, but I, I do want to get into some of the apps that are offered that even are outside of you know the Disney Experience app. Um, so we discussed the Disney Experience app. Um, you know, I could bring it up on my phone here and just go through maybe some of it. Uh, let's see I'd like here. to, you know, I should have down. I didn't know it was available. I should have downloaded it before we did this. I'd, I'd be interested in that because often I use the Verizon Mobile Magic one uh, to check out some stuff. And, of course, as soon as you log on, it says a lot of features are not enabled because you are not in the park. Just keep this in mind, kind of like that. Yeah, but you can know. Um, like. Last show when we were talking about dining, I was using that app to get through all the dining, and it would give me menus for you know the food, uh, different stuff. You could get times, you could get all kinds of stuff just from that app, and I can't even imagine what more. Yeah, so, the GPS okay, so right now this one's only really completed. They have the maps completed for I believe all the parks, but they don't have them the specific locations and everything. It's that you can go to in each place other than the Magic Kingdom. So it's funny, you know, they finished the wireless in the Magic Kingdom and they've they finished out the Magic Kingdom stuff on this uh, My Disney Experience app. But you can, uh, yeah, you, it's got a guide map here and it'll show you absolute locations, uh, wait times, everything for each ride. You can click on each one. Um, let's see here. It will also do, uh, so you can explore through the parks. Uh, and, and it'll even tell you specifics on each. Well, okay, right now, let's see. It even tells you fast passes, by the way. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking at Astro Orbiter. And it says basically, it just gives me hours 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. It gives you the access for handicapped. Uh, guests must transfer from their wheelchair, motorized scooter, or ECV to board the ride vehicle. Okay. Try, try Space Mountain. Is there a fast pass available for Space Mountain right now? Yeah, let me look here. So then I have and if to. it's not available, yeah, I'm just curious. Like, does it tell you like what times or you know stuff like details like that? Yeah, let me jump through here. That's fine if you're still looking. <clears throat> yeah, I'm still. Anyway, it also you can make dining reservations from this thing. Excellent. Uh, let's see here, Space Mountain. Um, Carousel. I found it already on my Lions app, by the way. <laughs> That's what that's what I'm talking about next. There we go. Current wait is 45 minutes. Uh, fast pass return is 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. right now at Space Mountain. So it gives you, of so, course, everything. Fast pass yeah, service, we, 44 we, inches. We should talk about the difference in how you know Disney's already got some competition well, out there. So Roy, yeah, go ahead. Let's give some information about uh, lines and touring plans because I I am a fan of their oh. stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, and they but they've updated this app. Uh, recently, so you know, you got you got your homepage with your parks and the and the uh, times, reported wait times. You have touring plans on here you can access. And uh, oh, isn't I, there now a thing too where you can hit a button on it and it actually updates, um, like the process or the the rides that you should do next? I forget what it's called. Exactly, that, that, that's a plan. Yeah, so so you can do the plan. Now, I don't know. Uh, I don't think it does it real time, but but you you can update the time as you know, kind of be a partner and helping update the time. Well, but I mean, there's there's a button or something now that you can use on there because I've heard Len Len Testa from Touring uh -huh. Plans talk about it. That it's like a uh, oh, it's like a last minute or like let's say you skip. Let's say it tells you okay, you got to go to um, 
uh, Tomorrowland Speedway, then Space Mountain, then to Pirates of the Caribbean, then to um, uh, Splash Mountain. And let's say you go to Jungle uh, Cruise instead of going to um, to Splash Mountain. And then you decide, then I'm going to go to Splash Mountain. You can hit that. Oh, it's, cause it's called Optimize. It'll optimize your plan. So if you've skipped something out of the original plan and you tell it, okay, I went here and optimize again, and it'll tell you this is your best route now to go. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's on the fly. It'll actually do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah I'm, I'm kind of playing around with the plan right now, and uh, I, yeah, I think I think that's probably what, what it would do. But I, I love this app. I mean, we used it when we were down there in September, and it was really, really nice to just, instead of trying to run to the board or trying to run somewhere, well, just pull it out and see if there's any fast passes available, what time it's for. Now, did, did, you, did you test it? Did you come up with a touring plan and try any of it? No, I did not. I have not done a touring plan, but uh, but the wait times were pretty pretty accurate. Um, and of course, you you know, I I, I really enjoy the app. It, it's and again, they like I said, they just up, updated it. I don't know how long it's been, but it's it's been within the last few months, I think, and it's it's pretty slick. Okay, it's pretty. Yeah. I, and I do like their stuff, and yeah, I think that they seem to be a good bunch of people. So, and I'm always I can't one make to say reservations with it. But. You you can't. That's what I, that was my next thing to ask. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, look, so I think probably uh, lines might be a good, um, what is it, addition to use in this dining experience, I mean, uh, Disney Experience app, yeah, because in the Disney Experience app, you can, you can do dining, you can do search by re restaurant name, search by location, search by experience or cuisine, or then you can just browse for and explore different dining options, and right. then you can make your reservation right through it. Cool. Yeah. That, 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 that's where they, they're going to beat this is the fact you can make a reservation through that app because you can't do it here. And so they're adding, it looks like they're adding videos and games into it. Um, let's see here. It already, already has a wish list of things probably that you want to do. gives you uh, automatic park hours. Um, that's, that's what I see here with it so far. Cool. Uh, so I have one question uh, just before we leave the, the apps thing. Um, what's the cost for some of these? Because I know, you know, lines cost, but I'd just like to go through it so everybody can know, you know, what's going on with that. So, yeah, lines. Well, the Disney Experience is free. Okay. Um, and lines is what twelve ninety five a year now. Is that right, uh, Roy? Yeah. Yeah. But you're gonna get a lot. You get a lot more than just an app. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's there's so much information on that on that site that uh, and plus they've got a blog which you don't have to pay for, but. And they, um, they give you the calendar, too, the crowd calendar, which this is not doing. Right. Uh, like when I'm going, it shows me on my, uh, Sunday when I'm there uh, of a crowd level of basically uh, 1 to 6 or 0 to – I'm sorry, 0 to 10. It shows me on Sunday it's 6, Monday it's 6, and then I think it's between 3s and 4s every day after that. Uh, the Disney Experience app is not going to give you that, so you're not going to yeah. know how crazy it's going to be. Uh, until you get there, and by that time, you know you've already scheduled your trip. So, yeah, and it sounds like you know for twelve bucks or thirteen bucks for the year, that's a good deal if you're going, at, you know, that year. And it's really cool. It just seems like it'd be better to just use two, both of them at the same time because well, you know, too. And if you switch back between the two, so. <clears throat> what is the book that they sell too, Roy? That you can get the unofficial guide. There we go. Because they they hit hotels on property, off property. They tell you. So many different ways of saving time and money and uh, adding to your experience. Uh, it's 
it's not even possible for us probably in a 10-hour show to describe it all. Yeah, you're right. I'm interested. I should download the Lines app. I know you have to pay to get into it to check it out. but Yeah, but I mean for what, 12 bucks a year, 13 bucks a yeah. year? I mean that's really nothing. Yeah, and uh, I was just thinking about um, – well, never mind. I, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's on, obviously, the My Disney Experience. You said it's on the iPhone now. Is that coming to Droid and Oh, yeah, else? yeah, it'll be, yeah, it's going to be out to Droid in no time. Okay. I think that they just wanted to bust us out there now. Um, listen, really, uh, right now, uh, DCA is capturing everybody. And so I think that they're trying to, of course, they, they want DCA to, you know, pack them in. But they're also trying to get that interest back over on uh, into the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World so that they're prepared for Fantasyland to open. Sure. Keep the momentum going everywhere, I think. So, okay, so what about Touring Plans Lines? Obviously, Roy's got it, so it's on Droid. Yeah, it's on Droid and iPhone both, and, right? Right, and Roy? iPhone? Yeah. Yes. Okay, and then Verizon Mobile Magic is only available for Verizon. Uh, honestly, I really think Mobile Magic's going to go away now that the Disney experience yeah, yeah. is out. Yeah, it, it's 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 a dying animal, and you know that that was one of the deals with with people had issues with is using that app in a park, and you may not have a very good signal, right? Uh, a lot of times, so that's another reason why they want to put Wi-Fi in because they want to utilize the next gen FastPass technology and really revamp how how you tour. And they awesome. had to they had to do that. They couldn't just rely on the on the cell towers. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense to me, yeah. Well, let's um let's jump out of that then and jump into some ways that uh as far as using picture and video that you can now kinda use it for people that are outside the park. Of course we've kind of done all some of this already, but a lot of people who aren't around it and using it all the time may not may not be aware. Of course this is something that you can use even at home. You can use it when you're anywhere vacationing um basically one of them a new one that's out there it actually is a what is that a partner of twitter called twitvid uh you can put an app on your phone and you can send up short videos i think they're usually two to three minutes i believe maybe a minute and a half uh of anything and you post them and there they are don't forget Flickr. right so Flickr is another one yeah that we use uh, you can take pictures and post your pictures and, uh, what is it? 90 second videos also up there. Um, let's see here. And it's free. It's free account. I mean, you're limited on the account, but it's free. Yeah. What is it? Use. 200, I think. You're allowed 200 photos, I think it is, at a time on the free can, account. Yep. And you can tie it to your Twitter account just like right. we have it. Yep. <clears throat> um, Okay, uh, what about the new PhotoPass and PhotoPass Plus? I know we've talked about it a little bit, but that's also another way. I think now, isn't there a way that you can actually have your some of your ride photos sent directly to an email address or something like that once you've paid for them? I think there's a way of doing something with them to where you can get to them immediately. Well, if it... I mean, if it's just like the regular experience, which is when you uh, when you get back home, you're looking on the PhotoPass website. I forget. I think it's DisneyPhotoPass.com, and you as soon as you purchase it, it's like an online purchase. It's right there, ready to go. And I would think if you did that in the park, it would get there right there, ready to go as well. And you know that includes 
you can get a digital copy. You don't have to get a CD or you don't have to wait for something to be shipped to you. You can get it right there, digital, right away. So. Okay, and then there's another way of doing live broadcasting. Uh, and I know that Lumajello uses this, and I'll actually be using this. I have before, and I'll use it again to broadcast illuminations. And uh, the most popular one probably is Ustream. And so we do have an account on Ustream. Uh, I don't even remember what it is, but you can get to it. Is is there a way that you can get to it through one of our websites, Adam? Um, yeah, Ustream. Uh, yeah, I think I may have put a link up on. Actually, it's theseamazingplaces.com/live.asp. Okay. That's the direct web page with our. It's a. It's the live streaming is right there, and if you click on it, you can go to Ustream. But it's also Ustream.tv/channel/these-amazing-places. Okay. And that's and then there's another one, and I forget what the other one is, but we had two because we were both. Yeah, the mouse moment. Doing stuff at the same time, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. We also have uh, – you can get onto Justin TV. It, I believe that if you want to do certain things on it, that's a paid deal too. You have to pay some money or you pay for their app I think is what it is. If you want to put it on your phone or mobile device, you have to pay for that app where Ustream is free. And it's pretty amazing actually what all you can do with Ustream by listening and watching stuff I mean, on your iPad or your – uh, iPhone or your Droid or whatever it happens to be. Have you ever used it on your phone, Roy? No. Okay. No, I haven't. I know that we broadcast one show. I'm not sure. <laughs> it was. Well, you know, well, I, I take it back. I, I did. Yeah. Of course, it was. It was. It was spotty at best. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's. It seems to do okay, I think, in the parks. I don't know. I guess I've never all the time been on the receiving end, but I've looked at some of the videos that we've got up on the on our Ustream account. And, uh -huh. I mean, uh, sometimes I walked for 25, 30 minutes and filmed and didn't lose connection hardly during the entire time. So it's not bad. You guys were always there when I've ever watched you. Um, it was always during non-park busy times, like September, you know, I would have to think that during like Christmas, it's going to be you won't pretty much can't do it. Well, um, you remember it was pretty pretty wild at uh, Illuminations that night when I tried to. That's true. It actually crashed. Yeah, it crashed. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so we'll move on from that. Um, hopefully, a lot of people have heard of that uh, and those different ways of broadcasting stuff out. It's fun, you know. If, uh, for anybody who doesn't know about it, it'd be a great way to have your relatives or whoever get to watch you live and. You know, maybe sharing the experience with you for a little bit. Uh, the next thing, this is something that ties into really something that they're going to have to do or it could be another rev revenue stream for them, and that's actually to come up with charging stations within the park. And by that, I mean places to charge your phone, charge your iPad, charge whatever it is that you're using. Um, this, Yeah, I was going to say this is going to be a little sticky because you can't just have an outlet – a row of things where people are just standing next to their outlets of their phones. Well, you can, how, you can, I mean, but you're not really. This is going to be crazy. I mean, what? <laughs> right. How are? You, what are you going to do? Just stand there and wait for your phone to charge, and then what happens if you like walk away and someone takes your phone and you're like? Honestly, I can really see them doing um what I've seen in the airports, and it's like you pay two dollars, and it gives you a quick charge on whatever you're using. So does it get? Do you lock it up, or what's the deal with those? What do you, what do you mean? Oh, no, no, no. Like, it, you, like yeah, in you, a locker? You no, you'd have to stand there. It'll give you a quick charge in like 25 minutes. It'll charge your phone uh, probably halfway within about 25 minutes. It's this well, burst charge. 
Okay, that's 25 minutes that I could be, you know, doing something else. Something. Shopping. <laughs> but the thing is, is you got to plug in somewhere. Well, well yeah, that, I'm fine with that. I'm just saying it. It seems like a lot of devices to have to. It's different to supply the wireless to everybody because right. you know it's easy to do, but you know. It's like a restroom line where everyone's taking 25 minutes in the restroom or something. I don't know. I think that um, I'm going to start carrying a car battery in my backpack with me. <laughs> so that should take care of the problem. Why don't well, you just charge for it? <laughs> there you go. You guys, what I was going to say is, you know, you've got places you can charge now, you know, like over the American Adventure, um, Innoventions West is just Epcot. Oh, uh, you can charge over there? The, there, you know, there's outlets by the restroom, so there's spots right. you can go now and plug in. So if they start charging, are they gonna like lock these up? Well, I, you know, I'm really shocked that they haven't locked a lot of those up because under code they must be grandfathered in that they don't have to lock those outdoor outlets up because normally under code, I think that those are supposed to be locked up. And but I've noticed. Well, They're I have. Inside. I actually They're have. Inside. Well, I have a picture of one on the outside. It's on the Odyssey, right below. Oh, it's over by the payphones. Anytime that you see payphones, there's always an outlet there. I don't know why, but so if you're desperate and looking for a place to charge, you can hang out there. I know, you know, it may not well, always be. They probably figure at this day and age, everyone's got a phone, and if you ran out of cell phone battery, you're going to a payphone to use it. And while you're at the payphone talking normal, you can get your cell phone charged. Or you can it. just sit there like a doofus like me and just <laughs> charge. <laughs> I don't know. You're either a doofus charging your phone sitting there, or you're a doofus sitting under Mission Space recording a 25-minute audio loop. Well, both of those would be. Both of those would be doofus. I think I'd rather be rather be charging the or doing the audio loop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that gave I, me a chance to yeah sit down and just relax. Yeah. So anyway, Roy's not speaking up on any of this. This is completely unethical to him. <laughs> Hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? That's right. And and if it comes down to that night and I need to charge somewhere to be ready for illuminations, I'll bet you won't ask me where I charged up at. No, sir. No, that's right. That's what I thought. That's true. He's going to be all pumped that you took the time to charge. So. Actually, what I'll do is I'll I'll be so forward as to probably Ustream right from that outlet. I'll show yeah. you the outlet. Hey, everybody, look. <laughs> anyway, all right, we should hurry. We should move on. Um, <clears throat> okay, we can go to some of the older technology in the parks, and Roy did bring up some of that. Those time screens, the ride time screens that you see throughout the park, they have actually updated those to more of like a high-definition screen. It's not that, uh, what is it I want to say, like the, I don't know, it's like a pixelated kind of screen yeah, that yeah, they used the old, to use. old-style sign you might see out in front of a school or something these days, you know. They try to oh, they updated them? Yeah, they updated them. That is, is, is pretty pretty clean. Now, Studios is, and it's still the chalkboard, isn't it? Well, yes, and I like the chalkboard more than I like the screens because of the sun. Once it gets onto those screens, you really can't see. You can't see what the heck they say. And mm -hmm. people are always sitting in front of them eating their lunch and stuff over, like over by the land in that area. Oh, yeah. Epcot. Yeah, yeah that's right. So I had that problem the last time. The sea of ECVs and people eating their lunch in front of them. Okay. It's nice they added them over there on on, you know, on both sides, so you, did, you didn't have to run to the middle to you know no. get an idea of what's going on across the way. Well, it's funny you say the chalkboard because I'm almost certain there's a chalkboard in Magic Kingdom, 
a chalkboard in Animal Kingdom and a chalkboard in the studios. Um, really? Yeah. Where's the one in the Magic Kingdom? Um, train station? I, no, no. I've or, seen it. I just can't remember. I know that there has to be something because I should look it up on an app real quick. Because they, they used to have it like on the map so that you could, it basically said, what did it say? It said something so you could basically get times for the day or something. So here, I'll look it up. Go ahead. Okay. And so then we'll move on with some of the other stuff that you've already seen. Of course, um, let's see how they I can add in on your resort keys. Uh, to the world cards, uh, consolidate all your meal plan, room key, credit card, and park ticket into one card. And so they've been doing that, of course, for some time. Supposedly now, though, they're going to change that technology also. Uh, I think they already have it, the Art of Animation Resort, to where, uh, isn't that, I forget now, something that you carry, the card, you don't even have to scan it through, you know, the little slide thing. It automatically, mm -hmm. it's a, oh, shoot. Uh, I want to say, like, uh, R QR, QR code, not QR, but it's RFID. RFID. Yeah, and yeah. It, yeah, it'll read that and automatically unlock your door. And I believe they're using that on the newest cruise ships. Yes. So. Yes. Um, you know what, too? So, I mean, yeah, that's stuff that they've been using for some time. I can't really, I mean, there's, of course, technology. Oh, yeah, I know one of the things I was going to throw in. And I believe that the lighting that they put into the parks now, especially in the Magic Kingdom, it's LED lighting. A lot of it, uh, though, can change colors by mm -hmm. by the uh, computerized, of course, but by whatever amount of energy or something that they can do to it, they can use the same light bulb and make it many different colors, which causes them to be able to do all kinds of displays. I think that's... Okay. I, oh. Sorry, I found it. Okay. I wanted to mention I found it. It's um. So when you are going up Main Street and you're passing Casey Corners, Casey's Corner... It's on your left before you get to the hub. It's the tip board. Really? Okay. I guess I've never yeah. paid any attention. Yeah. There's like a there's like usually somebody standing there. It's got a little overhang usually, and um, I want I don't want to say it's a chalkboard, but it's not it's not definitely not a TV screen or anything cool. digital. Well, I'm gonna have to look for that this time. Yeah. Yeah, you good. check it out. So. Um, also, with technology, I mean, the newest stuff that they've used by broadcasting stuff up onto the castle, or if you go back to when they did the lighting at Christmas time of the castle, that's amazing technology that they that they use in lighting just to be able to do that stuff. Yeah, I think that's just a start. I mean, I know it looks really cool now, and they've done a really good job, but I think, I mean, I mean, if you think about all the technology that they've used, for example, um, World of Color, they have water, they project on the water, you know, they have... Yeah. Well, um, Fantasmic. They Fantasmic. do the same thing there. Projecting even, on the even think about um, some of the stuff they did during uh, uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Oh um, yeah, it's, you know it's similar to that. Well, the lighting that, was uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I can't wait. You know, you could totally transform an entire resort even well, if they wanted to do it up at the up at the hotel. That's why I tell everybody. I don't know about the rest of them, but I know with Mickey's, um, that was amazing. It was like being in an entirely <laughs> different place because of the. Uh, um, just because of the lighting and all the different things that were going on, the music and the lighting that aren't normally there. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, well. what One thing I wanted to mention here, I, I kind of put some of these notes in here because I thought, you know what, how often 
does the technology the technology is now getting to the point where you can extend your Disney trip beyond just being there. In other words, I can plan out and hopefully this future fast pass stuff will just start to come out really quickly where I can plan out six months in advance, like an idea of what we can do, you know, way before time so that when I get there, I don't have to stress about it. I know the crowd size is going to be down at these places and that's why I picked, you know, I already have a reservation, all that stuff. And then when you're done, you kind of bring it back with you with all the videos and um, photos and everything that's available after that. And I just think that is, to me, what makes the technology just that much better. When And then Disney's, you know, they're the one jumping on it, allowing you to, they're bringing it on. They're like, well, let's take this to the next level so that people Well, and I do think it's, it's going to make your day there much more uh, seamless and easier to kind of get through um, just because of the fact of all this technology that they're using. So anyway, I just think that, to me, when we started to talk about this show, that's what I first thought about because I'm like, you know what? This stuff is really what makes it better, and it makes you think about, okay, now that I'm done with this last trip, when can we plan our next trip, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Well, and the thing is, is it, and I said this some time ago, that they can use this technology to keep you engaged even if you're not making another trip for two years. Um, the podcasts that people do, including us, help people to do that. Um, it helps me. But now, I mean, they can put you in the parks anytime. They can put you in touch even with the minute details of stuff that's going on uh, through apps, through a lot of different things. And I, I think that's what's going to work for them. Sure. What, what do you guys think about, I mean, not everybody is, is technology savvy. Um, how many families are going to come there and be really kind of peeved that, they don't get to ride the rides they want maybe, or they have to wait in a long line because they didn't, I mean, I'm sure they'll still have fast passes. They'll well, still have you know phone number to call and make ADRs, but you, you, just, mean you like, wonder how they'll balance that and how they'll deal with some of those issues between people like us who were like on top of all this well, technology. Okay. If somebody, if somebody has an iPod touch or their kids do, they could put the My Disney experience on there. Mm -hmm. So they could put lines on there, especially now because the problem was before you couldn't, you had no connection with an iPod Touch. True. That's a good point. Well, now you have wireless. Um, yeah. Now I saw all kinds of people with iPads in there using them to film and take pictures. And now you can take your iPad in. Even if it doesn't have um, uh, 3G, 4G access, you still have wireless now. And yeah. In fact, that's what I plan on doing this time. I, so. Roy, to speak to your question, I think you're right. Um, I think there's a couple things they could do, and I'm sure they're on top of it, but one, have people there available to help with the technology. You know, if it's something like, um, hey, I need to make a dining reservation, but I didn't know that you had to do it online, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure they're going to have, you know, whether people standing by to help with that or whatever. Um, but other, other than that, think about those people who are like last minute planners that don't plan anything. And when they get there, you know, even though, yes, make a dining reservation online is highly suggested. They still leave that little gap for people to walk in at the last minute. And there's still that option there. And I think they'll always have something like that available. I don't think it'll always go completely to this technology, but I hope that they let the people that use the technology have the advantage. Well, I'll tell you what too, this, no doubt, no doubt. I'm with you on that one. Well, this could yeah. help to kind of clear the parks. I don't want to say clear them out, but make things run smoother so the people that aren't using the technology 
uh, are still uh, they're still gaining an advantage by the fact that lines are moving quicker, things are happening faster now uh, to where they weren't before. So even though they aren't using the technology, they still get to be a part of it. Yeah. Okay, we better move on here. Let's see here. The next part is uh, uh, basically I just wanted to go into technology that's rumored to be in the parks or is going to be in the parks, but we haven't quite seen yet. Uh, the first one of that would have been uh, the new test track and the technology that they're talking about using there will be to where you can kind of design your own car on a screen somehow. Uh, this is actually marketing genius too. I loved it when I heard it because uh, you design your car, you can tweak your car, and it will give you a better it'll give you a better time, ride time, as far as how you've tweaked your car. Even though your car you know, that you're actually riding in won't go faster, it will be the more you tweak your car, the more you do to it, the, the better time it's going to show on the screen. The thing is, is, this is what I understand too, is that you may be able to order your car then and have it delivered to your house. The car that you actually designed while you're on the ride, you know. That's interesting. Yeah, that's I don't what, think, if they come I mean, across. I, I don't think it's a real car, but it's like no, no. A car, you know, you know, what I mean by that, car. yeah, I mean by <laughs> like a model car. Yeah. Uh, well, if it's like, if they're gonna do that, I mean they've already done the uh, carbonite experience. Where you exactly. Can the, that's you know? exactly your. Yep. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. It's more of yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. I was thinking also in this new stuff yet to come. It's all it's all coming to this interactive queue stuff where you are not necessarily you can design your car in test tracks queue line while you wait to ride the ride. That is so much better than just well, standing there. If you think a, though too, this is a whole yeah. other level of uh, marketing. Uh, they're not oh, marketing sure. just plush anymore. Now they're going to market actually things that take I mean computers and it takes a lot of activity going on to actually create. Uh, what it is that you you know you something to take home with you, so sure. you're not just taking you know, you can take Duffy Bear home or one of those, but this is actually something that you designed on your own. It could be somewhat of a one of a kind. I'm sure if they actually do this, it's going to be somewhat of a uh, what is it a template, and then you're going to add to it. Well, they're always concerned about how they can market and merchandise any attraction, any movie, anything. So it's it's one more way that they, they can create revenue through merchandising. Okay, so. and we saved the best for last, Roy. Um, I'm going to let Roy go into this. It's something that he actually sent me. It's called Disney Researches. Two words, you. Huh? Two words gentlemen. Botanicus Interactica. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something out of a sci-fi movie. Then again, what? it is kind of like something out of a sci-fi movie. Is that going to show up on a sci-fi dine-in sometime? Oh, yeah, it probably will. It's good. going to show up. That sounds like a B-movie, doesn't it? Botanicus. Yeah. Botanicus. Okay, describe this a little bit. You've got Walt Disney's experienced development arm and they called Disney Research, and they have partnered with a Berlin-based studio called NAND, N-A-N-D, and they, the project is called Botanicus Interacticus and centers around a custom-built capacitive sensor, sensor module, which pipes a very low current through an otherwise ordinary plant, then senses when and where you touch. Assuming your body's grounded, the device uses more than 200 frequencies to determine exactly where you've grabbed a hold of the stem or elsewhere on, on the plant. 
Uh, I saw an example of this guy, you know, was touching a big bamboo plant, an orchid, uh, just a kind of a normal household plant. But then depending on how it's programmed, the sensor can trigger uh, any combination of feedback, ranging from a notification that your child is attempting to climb that massive oak in the yard again to an interactive melody that varies based on where your hand falls along the plant. So I, I put this out uh, on a couple of social sites the other day and, uh, you know, I saying, you know, where do you, where, how's this going to be used? And somebody replied, and I think it's a fellow that works down in Disney, that maybe for the new Avatar land, uh, this, this might be incorporated in, in that. Obviously, that's going to be a, obviously a, a plant-based, you know, experience. Um, and I, I don't know how they would do it, but it, it's pretty neat. And, I, and I'm, I'm reading this information from the, the Engadget.com uh, story that uh, that they had, but if you go to engadget.com, you can see a video, um, a little presentation. A guy, you know, touches like three or four plants and just kind of discusses how they've set it up. But it's pretty wild, pretty wild stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it sounds cool. It sounds like it. I mean, as far as um, for the flower and garden, man, it could be a whole new experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you could have an entire building of plants that aren't just alive but literally alive and it's really fun to say botanicus interacticus <laughs> yeah you could put that up on a sign you could market it i think i might oh. have to put that on a shirt for myself and just wear it around so so is the idea that right next to the yeti you know you're on a roller coaster running from the yeti and then on the other one you're running from a plant that's about to eat you yeah yeah that's what i think they could, they could, yeah really put it out on the uh what the heck is a path called that you can walk back in there uh, in the animal oh, kingdom, a jungle track or something, or yeah, yeah, you could have plants basically talking to you and reaching out to you and doing wild stuff back in there. That that would freak the little ones out. Wouldn't yeah, it? Oh. sure would. Yes. Yeah, that, <laughs> yep, that's true. That's that's probably true. Yeah, I don't like Take this. Take me back place. to Mickey. Take me back to Mickey. <laughs> yep, yep. Sorry, son. Mickey has a vine wrapped around his neck right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. All right, on that, uh, we're going to take a break and wrap this thing up. All right. Uh, well, this has been fun, actually. Looks like uh, first time we've done this. Hopefully, everything's going to sound okay here. Um, it all comes down to me, which is not a good thing. That can be that can be on some shaky ground. So, anyway, it has been fun. Um, uh, one of the few times it looks like we're actually going to go over an hour here on a show. So, um, but I thought this was a show worth uh, well worth doing, especially with all of the new stuff that's coming out uh, right now, technology-wise and uh, what brick and mortar wise even in, in and out of the parks so anyway guys it's been fun as always it's a hoot alright yeah, Adam it's always fun Adam, <laughs> thanks everybody thanks everybody for listening we really appreciate you okay sure. alright everybody take care we'll talk to you again next week later bye bye, bye.
This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2012. Thanks for listening.